Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Back Porch Conjure, and this is Ephi Abeo. Grab a chair, cop a squat, get a pillow, get a blanket, sit right here on the stoop, however you want to do it. Get you some water, some tea, some coffee, something cold to drink, something warm to drink. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere, get your drink on. Ah! I know, I know, I know. Yesterday, I did a lot of um, podcasts. Now, I'm doing one today. Well, try to stay consistent. And for all of those that know she did not have this damn baby yet, I am going to get dressed after I do this podcast and go up there and see what is the holdup. Because, see, I am tired. See, a cancer, just like a cancer, got to come in when they ready. When they ready, they have to make a grand interest. Every cancer I know, they have to make a grand interest. They're never late. They're just fashionably on their clock. For real. I love y'all cancers, but y'all just too emotional for me. And y'all just arrive. Y'all like about the last children. Y'all arrive. And I'm like, oh, hell no. You got an impatient Aries. Boo-boo, you got a grandma that's impatient. Let me get dressed and come up here and see what the hole up is. Because I'm tired. I'm ready to see. Come on. I'm ready to complain and be like, here, get your baby. And play with the baby and birth it and feed it. Burp it and feed it and spoil it and send it back home. <laughs> I am no good. I'm going to be the grandma of 10. 10, 10, 
Now I understand what that lady said. Oh, my God. My mother would be cracking up. She'd be like this. Half of them got 10 babies, 10 grandbabies. I'm a great-grandmother. Ten don't have no goddamn mo. But she would. She'd be. She would. She would. Because that means her name and her blood lives on as well as mine. And I am. I'm ecstatic. I'm happy. I am. I don't know about y'all, but I am. I really am to know that I live for a few more generations. And I got girls and boys. So I'm a I'ma be I'ma be duplicated. You know, I'm coming back a few times. I know you lying. What? You know though, you got babies born on different families. I don't have a baby born on April the 13th. Not a one. I'm like, damn. My brother got one. My that's best friend. Best friend birthday November first, and you know uh, nieces and nephews and stuff. Ain't nobody April the thirteenth. I, I don't know. I think they need to start having sex around. You know, counting back nine months, and one of y'all get pregnant so y'all can have a baby on April the thirteenth. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she didn't have the baby yet. So oh, I'm going up there. You know, I'm I'm walking through the door. I yells, eyes coming up there. Come on, anime. Let's hurry up and deliver this baby. Cause I's tired. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. But the kids are all excited. They are. Her children. She has five. So this is gonna be number six. Born on the sixth day. Sixth child. I said, girl, you got six, six, six. Ha <laughs> ha! That baby might come at six o'clock. I'm for real. And if it do 666, six, six, I'm going to sit there and look at it and say, you know this one going to tear your ass out the frame. For real. This one is going to, this one is the sixth child, the sixth born, add the numbers up, is six. Uh, Yeah, yeah. This baby going to tell her, what, when this child get older, she is. <laughs> yeah, I told them they got gremlins. The more water they poured duplicate the worst they get we got Kari him 20 something he okay he mild mannered but he, they just poured water on him and got the rest you got Saya got watch him you got best friend she too much with her mouth my my daughter say she a, a little image of me but I don't believe it but she do she gotta come back she told Didi my daughter Didi my daughter Didi called her was calling her sister and best friend had the phone so Didi told her, let me talk to my sister. She said, she is sleeping. She said, wake her up. She said, no, I have the phone, so you need to talk to me. She said, little girl, I will hang up the phone. She said, and I will answer every time you call. She said, get off my phone. That's what Didi told her, get off the phone. She said, wait, hold on. I didn't call you, you called here. Make it make sense. My daughter is sitting there. She wasn't asleep, but she's sitting there laughing. She said, if you are not my mother's child, she told one of her brothers, the math is not mathing. I said, okay. But she, she, maybe I give her a little bit more time because, see, I love bookstores. She went in the bookstore. She went to do is play with toys, but she is six. She is six. But she definitely, she knows how to order in Starbucks. I'll have this and some apple juice. Thank you. Can you put a napkin on that? Thank you. Thank you so much. And she'll tell, she will tell people in a heartbeat. 
when people go, oh, they poor. She said, poor is a frame of mind. You might be broke, but we ain't poor. I said, all right, girl. All right, catch it. Catch it. Because gum gum throwing it and best friend got it. She do. She is. She is. But let my daughter tell her she's a mini me, and I don't think so. Then we got extra. Extra you have to watch out because if you let him in your house and you have a leg while he's going to steal it. I'm telling you now, don't get mad at me. Get mad at, I, I guess, God. Because <laughs> he do. And if you let him stay in your house too long, he bring mice. I don't know if he's the child of a legwa or not, but I bet you a legwa got a lot to say to him. So, he will. you you going to have to pat him down. He's that kid. He's going to take him or he's going to do something over there. And you'll be like, what? So, I'm, I'm letting you know from the door. If I say, wow, I'm bringing my grandkids extra, make sure you count your legwas and know how many is in there. So, you know, and pat him down. Because if not, he'll have it in his book bag going out the door, <laughs> good, good friends. So... I can't get mad, so don't get mad at me. I'm letting you know from the door. Then you have beautiful, which, uh, her, yeah, that's what I call her. Um, she is a definitely a complete version of, I think, all everybody in my family is her. Because she gives zero fucks for real. She's a Taurus. But she gives zero fucks. She's not that kid. You know, most kids want to lay with their parents or whatever. She's not that. When she get tired, she will go find a cop, a squat, and go to sleep. She is nocturnal. She stay up all night and sleep all day. She will, she don't, you don't, she don't need a bunch of kids to play with. She good with that. She'll find her toy and play with that toy by herself. And girlfriend will do whatever. If she want to be bothered with you, she will. If not. Uh, unbothered, unbothered, straight up. She will, but when she comes in my house, she will honor the ancestors. She will, she will. She'll look, shake her head, you know, like, yeah. She'll say something, and then she'll come in, start playing, do whatever she want, and go ahead about her business. She, <clears throat> she'll follow her sister to go and salute Oshun, but her main thing, she'll stand there and talk to the Eglin, like, for real. And she's four. So, and one day they were playing her, her brother and her little sister, well, her bigger sister, they were playing and he took her toy. So my daughter and I was sitting in the kitchen, right? And they watched him take her toy. She went, snatched the toy. I'll tell you no lie. She was three then. She went, snatched the toy, went up in his face and said, as clear as day, Use a bitch and turned around and went back in the corner and played with her toy. My daughter looked and said, what you say? She looked at her like, uh, for real, she was three. She looked at my daughter like, like, she gave her the look. I know in her mind, she said, bitch, I know you saw him take my toy. So you didn't say nothing? So I got to take matters in my own hands. Like, she looked at my daughter like, I know you fucking lying. You going to question me for real. And then one day she came in, she started crying. I was like, why are you crying? She said, Jesus stole my birthday. I said, wait, what? So I'm asking her brothers and them, like, I thought her birthday was in May. We're in February. So why is she crying? They was like, we don't know. <laughs> she was like, Jesus stole my birthday. I said, Jesus, the God, the, the, 
in the sky. She said, yes, Jesus stole my birthday. I said, okay. Jesus was born in May because I, I could have sworn he was in Christmas we celebrate or Easter. Well, you know, one of those holidays, but got nothing to do with your month, girl. She cried and cried. I called her mother. She went home. She told her mother and father that Jesus stole her birthday. So they had to get her big brother to go walk through the door and snatch the birthday back from Jesus and give it to him. He had to hold his hand and say, here, hold your hand. Here. I took it back from Jesus and she was okay. I said, yo, she a different kind. She a different kind. She, she is a different kind and she was okay. She don't even mention it no more. Like my big brother took my birthday back from Jesus. I'm good for real. So she already have her five, her starting lineup. So I know if I described all of them to let you see this one, she's going to get called up at the school every day. She's going to be asked to come in, sit in the classroom with this one. All, and they all go to school this year. So they are really excited. Like, gum gum, we going to school. I said, okay, we got to raise our hand. We going to spell. And they, they, they know how to read. She's going to spell, and we're going to talk. And I said, you know, what if the teacher tell you to be quiet? I already tell you what Extra said. I don't have to be quiet. I'm telling you a story. Listen. I said, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, y'all going to be at the school. Just just tell them to put a, a desk and a chair right there in the back for y'all. Because you'll be there every day. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So they are. They're a different vibe. They are definitely a different vibe. They're different vibe. Children in itself are a different vibe. I'm serious. You, you want to learn about friendship, life, how to make shit simple. Sit with a five, a six, a five, and a four-year-old. They're they going to make shit simple. Like, they'd rather play in dirt, flip, play in water, pop some firecrackers, and that's their life. Come upstairs, wash up, eat something, watch some TV, and clock out. That's it. They ain't worried about nothing else. To remember those days and how it was simple. And man, they don't care. And trust me, if they don't like you, they let you know. They ain't, they ain't, these kids now, they not. Back in the day, you know, we, we just held that in. We didn't really say nothing. These kids now, I don't like you. Why? You don't even know. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't like them. Mm-mm. I said, oh, okay. Well, then they don't like you. And guess what I don't do? I don't force them to like anybody. I don't. Now, be respectful. But I don't force them in life. If they don't feel you, then babes, what can I say? Because they might see some shit that I ain't seeing. So, hey, out of the mouths of babes. So, because they had, my daughter and them had one friend, real talk, story time. She, they had this one friend right when I saw him. But I never said it in front of the kids. Like, they would know where we was either in the store. So the kids wasn't there. I was like, Lisa, there's something about this motherfucker I don't like. So I was trying to tell my daughter and her husband, right? But they ain't listening to me because, you know, I'm I'm the old voodoo lady and I, I don't like anybody. That's my daughter. Oh, you're egotistical. You don't like nobody. Okay. My granddaughter, my grandson, and my granddaughter looked and said, and they don't even have cameras in their house. They said, we got cameras in our house. Don't steal our toys and we don't like you. I looked at my daughter, I said, and now what? And what happened? Did some crazy backwater shit to them and uh, dogged them out. I said, and, and, and I bet you, you would, you would take us now. How you doing? How you, that's why I don't force kids. I don't. If kids say they don't like you, fuck you, mother made you. Go on about your business. You, you, you picked the wrong door. Go on and get door number two or door one. Because number three ain't for you. We okay. We good over here. We good. Ser seriously, real talk. We, we good. I'm not going to force because 
you know, growing up, I don't know how y'all grew up. Growing up, you know, parents back then, they would think, oh, you being fresh or, you know, they grown, they too grown for themselves and make you sit around people that you knew you didn't like. And majority of those people were very fucking wicked and evil and just nasty for no fucking reason. Like nasty. There was women that were, you know, people just thought they were so cool and they were fucking nasty. They would talk about people's kids and throw shit at people and do all of that. And they would still go down there and take this down there. Go over there and sit with them for a minute. Why? They fucking evil. But, you know, you can't. Back then, children were seen and not heard. When I was growing up, children were seen and not heard. That's why a lot of shit got swept under the rug. And a lot of shit was, you know, you don't take it out of the house. Nowadays, these kids is telling everything. They telling where it was, who did it, why they did it, when it was, what time, what moon, what stars, sunshine, all of that. They letting it be out. So I can't be mad at them because, you know, it wasn't a fear. Yeah, it was. I'm not even going to lie. It was a fear. It was, you know, you don't want to be ostracized. You don't want your family to hate you or disown you. Because if you spoke out back then, it was it was criminal. You know, you, you do better going to jail. Real talk. So that's why a lot of people didn't say nothing. Unless they got caught red-handed, motherfuckers kept. That's why it was a lot of secrets. Man, let me tell you. I went to Richard Grossley High School. Junior high, ISA. There was more teachers fucking those young students than you can possibly imagine. I was happy because I was in school with my brother, man, right? So I had, and my brother, horse, would come up there, God bless the dad. So I had uh, a little bit of protection. Then I had Daryl and Dougie in them. So I had, you know, brothers that would look out for me. But for some of those girls that didn't have it, they would go into the dean's room. I remember. Let me tell y'all, right? <laughs> I remember. Where my teacher, right? Spanish crazy teacher. She used to get on my fucking nerves. She used to teach us how to speak Spanish, Miss Cole. She was crazy as cat shit, right? She was. She was crazy. Always trying to kiss you in the mouth. I used to be like, what the fuck? Come on, right? Seriously. Um, and anybody that went to ISA, y'all know her. She used to teach us Spanish, and that bitch was batshit crazy, huh? And God bless the dead, Miss Taylor. Miss Taylor would be drunk as a fucking script and have my brother cooking full course goddamn meals in a goddamn homemade class. But uh, we'd be hot, <laughs> smoking our joints, our little doobies, and she'd be in there. My brother would go to Key Food with her little petty cash. And her little paper food stamps, because you know teachers back then was getting food stamps too. Don't get it twisted. And because a lot of them was working for their checks, right? They were supposed to be home. Ec. A lot of teachers back then, you didn't need the credentials like you need now. So a lot of those home ec teachers was really mothers and stuff that was doing Because even back then, you know, the welfare, they came to your house and shit. Claudine was real. I don't know about y'all, but that shit was real. You had to hide some shit. You had to hide your man. You had to get a job and you had to work so many hours. and You had to buy your food stamps because now you get it on the card and it's okay. Back then, you had to pay to get your shit. So talk about it now. <coughs> She'd send my brother over there with them paper food stamps. And man would go and get a steak and get some potatoes and some onions, all of that. One time he made her living onions and rice. Yeah, Miss Taylor was in heaven. She'd always get my brother. He never was in fucking trouble. I mean, know how this motherfucker graduated. He went to Hillcrest. And back then, Hillcrest was the top school, you know, in Queens, one of them. 
Not the number one, but it was one of them. I said, this nigga ain't never go to class. But he was the teacher's pet. He would bring his teacher fucking coffee. He would make her coffee in the teacher's lap. My brother was everywhere. He would make her coffee in the teacher's lap and make it so sweet, so nice, just how she wanted. That nigga had an A whether he came in there or not. Miss Taylor had this nigga cooking full-course meals. She had have it in there where everybody else was learning how to make bread. And fucking uh, muffins. Man was making full cross fucking meals at ISA. And she would pass. This nigga was passing. And I'm like, yo, this nigga don't do shit. But he knew. The bee charmer. That's what I call all Libra men. The bee charmers. They know how to get in and charm the shit out of you. So I call I call Libra men the bee charmers. Right? So shout out to y'all Libra men. Because y'all are bee charmers. Man, what? So, I remember... I got kicked out of my Spanish teacher class. And she told me to go down to the dean's office, right? So the door was closed, but it wasn't locked. So when I walked in, he had a student bent over. I said, ah! And they would call me Steptoe. So he was like, Steptoe, Steptoe, sit outside. Because there used to be chairs along the side. I sat out there. That girl came out, you know. <sighs> <laughs> some kids didn't have and this is not an excuse please don't take it as this some kids didn't have the good clothes the good um the good threads you know what i'm saying because back then we were in gamma deans uh devils devil jeans um uptowns which was nikes back then um, you know, like they had so many, you know, clothes back then, uh, uh, what they call those fucking sweaters. Uh, I forget the sweaters, but they had like three colors and they had the V-neck and, you know, just new clothes, getting your hair done at Wilford Academy. You would go up there. If you didn't go to the Dominicans up on Parsons, um, where the F train was up that little hill and you didn't go there and you, you know, you had a limited or you wanted to get some extra clothes. So you would go to Wilford Academy where you would get a washing set for like $10. You know what I'm saying? So, and some of those girls was real good because my mom used to go there. My mom went to school at Wilford Academy of doing hair. So, you know, and I was tenderheaded. I was. I was tenderheaded as fuck. I would cry, all of that. So they would perm. You would get a perm, a washing set, like you would get a doobie and all of that for like $10. $10. That was it. Like $10. So my mom would get like some of the younger students to do my hair. And because I used to always say she was heavy handed. So she would get the young students to do my hair. And she would pay them. She would pay them as well. Like they used to jump to do me and my brother man hair. My sister Denise. Like they would jump. My mother would be like, yo, I'm bringing my kids up. When they had to work clinical in the, in, in the part where you would be upstairs for classes. And you would come down and do so many hours. So you don't get no money. Trust me, you don't get no money. But it goes to the school or whatever. I think the fucking teacher was parking it. But... The students didn't get the money, but my mom would tip them. So she would make sure they good, and then she would cook for them. So, and, you know, New Orleans food was it. Louisiana, you making some gumbo, making some etouffee or some crawfish. She, they were so happy. Or some red beans and rice. She had, she had fried chicken, because many don't burn no chicken. So they would do that. Anyway, <clears throat> so when she came out, she had money in her hand, and she had her head down.
So when he called me in there, I left the door open. I would put the chair so the door could stay open. He used to be like, close the door. Nah, that's okay. That's okay. I'm going to leave it open. I would call his name, but it ain't worth it. Um, seriously. Um, so, and the girl would, the girls would never be like, yeah, this happened to me. Like, they don't. They, they, they didn't. They didn't go and report it. Nothing. You know what they did? They came to school with a brand new hairstyle. They'll come with brand new sneakers. They'll come with bags and all of that. So, and I'm like, I always used to think, like back then, do parents really ever look at their kids to see where you getting all this shit from? Or, but some parents, they know. They know. So, you know, I, I believe a few parents was uh, blackmailing the fucking teachers. Like, I'm going to tell if you don't give me this amount. So, you know, teachers, not the motherfuckers that had the second course classes. But, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Not even going to lie. So, you know, I did. I had my brothers in them, and I'm forever grateful for that. I really am. I'm grateful for that. But some of these girls, and I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel fucked up and I think that's why I showed them so much love when I see them in the street the ones that used to get high because that's a heavy burden to carry you know what I'm saying and it has to come out one way or another if you're not going to get no help drugs and all of that are kind of dull the pain but it ain't gonna fix it so I, I know a few girls that now when I see them, they look amazing. They look, you know, they done went to rehab. They got therapy. They still don't, you know, talk about it openly. But, you know, they healing through all of that. But sh shit, shit, real talk. Like, it, it was it was a lot. That's why I don't, I don't judge people. I understand the era and the time I came from. I don't take all of that shit as a joke. I don't, you know, make fun of it, especially other people's pain. And I don't use it to gaslight anybody else because if I didn't go through it, I definitely saw other people firsthand go through that shit. And it's never a pretty sight on either road. On either road, it's never a pretty sight. You know what I'm saying? But people tend to think like it's okay. And I've learned now that you know, through my travels and through just me and my experiences that a lot of people that's out here hurting people, you know, uh, verbally and trying to drag people, they themselves are hurt. They themselves are broken because look, let's look at it, right? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a therapist. I'm just a chick sharing experience and sharing the shit that I see, right? Let me put that out there. I'm a This is this disclaimer. Please, I'm not trying to cure anybody. I'm the first one to tell you to go to therapy. And for those spiritual people that feel that they don't need that, oh, the Risha and Egon and the voodoo spirits and Buddha and all of them will fix it, baby. We've been Christians half of our fucking lives. Colored folk. They're for the colored folk. Y'all know the math need the math, right? We've been doing all of this. We got trauma that's embedded in us. We need therapy. For real. We dealt with shit that other fucking races have no idea. In our homes, on our jobs, with our kids, in our neighborhoods. We have dealt with some shit that most motherfuckers either would have hung themselves, real talk, or gave up. But we are the fucking color, the race, that we are so copy.
But the only thing they won't copy is our pain and our fucking struggle. So make it make sense. But anyway. If you can go, right, and hurt someone that maybe their intentions was only to help you. I met a girl, right? So, because I want y'all to understand this picture. I met a girl, right? We're going to call her Ann. We're going to call her Ann because she know she listens. So she know I'm talking about her, right? So it's no shade, but we're going to call her Ann. So Ann would find friends that were married, not single friends. She don't fuck with those people. Fuck no. Ann would find females that are married. Ann would befriend the wife. Wife would always give that bleeding heart to, um, you know, help out a friend and let her move in and let her, you know, get services and whatever, whatever it is, right? Even get jobs, right? Child, once you become once she get comfortable and she got the wife's trust, now she working on the husband. And trust me, before six months, that bitch is fucking your husband. And then she come back and tell you, tell the wife. Oh, I'm fucking him. Oh, I'm fucking him. Right? So, um, people, people would get mad at Ann. Right? And I was a teenager. I was a teenager. But Ann was older. Ann was an older woman. Right? She wasn't that old. Like, she wasn't in her 50s. She was just barely hitting 30. Right? And, and and had a shape. So, oh, you know, when you meet her, she's dressed appropriate after she get to become the friend's wife. Now she's dressing very provocative. <laughs> right? So, I remember teenager. Right? I was a teenager. I remember my mother used to always say, <clears throat> you don't do the third wheel shit. Three things you don't do. You don't discuss your money, you don't discuss who you fucking, and you don't discuss your next move, right? So she told me that when I was young. You know, age appropriate, please be known for that. She didn't tell me when I was six, right? Because some people be like, oh, your mother gave you that advice when you were a child. No! When she knew I was fucking, that's when she gave that to me, okay? And I told my mother, I ain't like some of y'all. I'm telling my mother. Because see, your friends is friends today and enemies by the end of the day. My mom is my mama forever, so shit, she, she know. So I'm going to tell her. Tell the one that's going to help you. I say, hey, mom, you know, I had sex. She said, well, we're going to the doctor tomorrow. I said, okay. So that's it. Because I ain't, I ain't trying to be, you know, caught up in shit. So no, no, no. So anyway, my mother used to always say, you don't bring friends. And it's not that you don't trust your friends, and it's not that you don't trust your man. But you don't need to move in. You don't need to be in my house every day. You don't mind. Get you a life. Get you a life. Especially when it's time for you to spend time with your man. No, 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 baby. You go on. You go on and do what you do. We beat up. There's females that would call and I would talk to them on the phone. And they man would walk in and they still on the phone. 
I'm like, I hope y'all know I, w- I would never do that. Okay, girl, I'll talk to you later. Why? <laughs> the motherfucking bread went home. <laughs> like, bye. <laughs> I got shit to do. The de- well, I'm talking to you. The clothes is being folded. The dinner's being cooked. All of that. But other than that, boo, he home. Bye. I got to go. Bye. <laughs> I got to make my man comfortable. Like, no, bitch. I- I'm going to lay up with a man. You might be laying up with a pillow. I'm sorry. No, I'm not even trying to give you a relationship advice. Listen, do you. And that's the problem because most people... They get so comfortable in their relationship, they forget that they have a husband. I ain't talking about a little side piece or a shorty. Like, you got a husband, a real husband. I remember when they was like, oh, she know how to take care of a man. And at first, I was like, okay, because that's not a bad thing. So they were trying to make it seem like, you know, it's a bad thing. I said, ma, I was married twice. Of course, I knew how to take care of my husband because I had to sit and watch. Now, what I didn't do, which I later found out that's what they did, um, I don't need, listen, God bless the dead. Craig, go hang out with your friends. I went and hung out with my friends. You have a life, a life. I don't need to own you. I don't need to worry about you going out there fucking 90 million people. I don't need to have all of that. No. Nigga, we married. You represent me. So go on out there. I'm not keeping you away from your family. I'm not going to be sitting there saying, yo, what you doing? You can't go. You're a grown fucking man. That that jelly shit is for some fucking junior high public school shit. They ain't got shit to do with me. Like, nah, I'm not going to tell you dictate your life. You're grown. You're grown. And women like that, yo, they are broken and insecure. I don't give a fuck. Fight me. Because if you... Listen... The craziest shit I ever seen. My homeboy was using the bathroom. His wife would sit by the door to see if he was talking to somebody on the phone or whatever. And I'm like, did he ever cheat? No. Well, you're going to make him cheat? You're pushing him there. You're pushing him into another woman's arm. Why? Why? You got to know his password. You got to answer his phone. He got to post you every day. He got to be under you. He can't go out with friends. He can't do nothing. And if he do go out, he got to call you every five minutes. You're not a fucking girlfriend. You're a parole officer. That shit is crazy. Crazy. Listen, if you're going to get out there and do it, you can be under me or not under me. You're going to do whatever the fuck you want to do. So guess what? This rope is there. You either swing on it or hung, hang yourself with it. Either or. But if you know you do it, and I don't want to hear that shit because you got women. Oh, if you're a good woman, a man going to cheat. If you found him cheating, yeah, of course. But all men don't cheat. I'm sorry, Putin. I, I, I hate to bust your bubble. Maybe the kind of fucking guys you're dating cheat. But not all men cheat. Not all men cheat. Change the characteristics that you keep on grabbing for. For real. So anyway. <coughs> back to it. Woo-hoo. It's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> okay. So. <sighs> let's breathe. Because I get, I get so emotional when it comes to that part. Because... I've seen grown women, women in their 50s, where a man can't go with his family, a man can't go nowhere, a man got to stay under them. That is the most... You go to the nail place, he got to sit there, he can't talk to nobody. And I'm like, damn, damn, damn. Listen, I'm the first one, nigga, go do a crime. At least you in jail, you'll be free from this bitch. Like, go do a crime. I, I can't. I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't, I, I just can't, it's not in me, it's not in me, 
it's not in me. Go do you. Go have fun. Go explore. You might go someplace I don't want to go. So go. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna taint your experience. Go. We don't have to do everything together. We wasn't born together. Go and do. Shit, we meet up tonight and talk about it, babe. What you did today? Oh, shit, I went over here. I did this. I saw such and such. They told me to give you their love. Thank you, Putin. Well, you know, I went over here and I did this and I came home and I cooked. I made you. With you yeah, because you had told me the other day you, you had a taste for some fried chicken. You know, I don't eat it, but I made you some fried chicken, some macaroni and cheese, a little, little side of cabbage with some cornbread. I know you want a little rice with everything. And then for dessert, I made you... Uh, sweet potato pie. You good? Yeah, okay. Sit down, down. Let's get ready to eat. Okay. Baby, what you eating? You know, I got vegan stuff. Let me taste a little bit of yours. Uh, I made you a little salsa because you ain't digging in my plate. Now, that's my requirement. Dig in your own plate. Don't dig in mine. Order your shit because I make you a little salsa here. Don't dig in my plate because you eat with a fork. I can't eat with a fork. So, let's just stop that at the door. Don't dig in my shit. So, that's it. If you want it, then get it. Or I put some on a little salsa. And here, just like the restaurant, they give you little sauces. Here, I'm going to put a little bit on there. Here, try that. Because don't dig in my goddamn plate. Because I ain't digging in yours. So I expect the same thing. That's my only requirement. Don't dig in my shit. Because I, I put some on the side and you eat that. So anyway. People. Some people are broken. Some people are hurt. Some people are abused. But back to end. And would do this to all married women, right? If they allowed it. If they allow it. I'm I'm a firm believer that your shit should be solid. Your shit should be solid. Me and Craig, God bless the day, we made a pact before we moved to Atlanta. I said, listen, before you hear from the horse's mouth or the horse's ass or whatever, check with me. Don't just go, I won't do nothing until I check with you, and you don't do nothing until you check with me. Can we agree on that? He said, I got you. When we go somewhere, we don't just buy for ourselves. We buy for these kids as well. He said, I got you. I said, okay. That was it. It didn't. I didn't have to keep on going back to reiterate it. Nothing. That shit was in stone. Okay. Now, we get down south. We around, you know, all our friends and stuff. And the men went out. To go and buy stuff for themselves. And the girls, I'm with them and they're buying stuff. So I brought him this burnt orange sweater, right? And they were like, oh, you buy your man stuff? I was like, yeah, that's my husband. <laughs> my man, but yeah. And they was like, mm-mm, girl, we don't buy our men stuff. I said, well, I do. So while he was out, they was gigging on him, telling him he was pussy whip because he brought me the exact same color, burnt orange, but... In a female, cause his mine was V neck and his was crew neck, and everybody's pulling out the stuff that they brought for them. So we meet up at Ed House and everybody's buying the stuff that they brought for themselves personally. So I go, babe, I got something for you. He go, babe, I got something for you. So we pull out the same sweater, the same color, different different patterns, but the same color, and they're all sitting there like. So Eden was like, yeah, he's pussy whippy buying for his woman. He said, okay, <laughs> I'll take that. And they was like, yo, girl, we don't buy nothing for our man. <laughs> okay. So when we left, I remember when Craig would go out with them and they would be like, um, you sure Don ain't going to get on you? He said, wow. He said, yo, y'all niggas is crazy. And if they start going, like he would go to strip joint and everything. And when they start going too far left, he'd be like, yo, y'all see y'all later. And they should be like, oh, nigga, you ain't going with it. He said, listen. 
Y'all niggas got burgers out here in these streets. I got a steak at home. I, I'm a big nigga. I like full course meals. And I'd be damned if I fuck my home up. Now, I'm not going to say he never cheated. And I'm not going to say I never cheated. Because we did in the first parts of our marriage. Because we weren't sure. We were not. I'm going to be honest. I cheated. God bless the dead. I cheated with this dude named Troy. Craig cheated with this chick named Fibula. We cheated. We did. I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, we had the best marriage. No, we had to work on it. We had to sit down and own up to our shit. We had to forgive. We had to let shit go. We had to, we had to prioritize. What the fuck is it that we want? What, what are we doing here? Are we going to do this? And because, listen, when I took a course in uh, psychology, and I was in Hunter College. And then I saw the same, somewhat similar. It wasn't the same. And students in Yale, they said, men and women don't cheat because it's the lack of sex. Because technically, they can masturbate and <laughs> fulfill their own pleasures. They cheat because there's something lacking in the home. Now, I don't know about y'all, so I'm going to talk about me. I was so busy worrying about my friends and what they were doing. And, you know, making sure my kids was good. I forgot about my husband. I'm going to be honest. I was so comfortable that I forgot. And then when you start hanging around single people, right, that really don't give a fuck or some married people that just don't care, you'll start really adopting that same mentality. Real talk. I can't, like I said, I can't talk about you. I can talk about me. So all my friends were single or even if they was married, they hated their husband with dog them out. That's the one thing I didn't do. I didn't dog Craig out. So... I was out there doing my thing. Craig was the same way. He was out. He came to Atlanta. He was with Ed and all of them. And he started dating Fibula. Like, yeah, you know, she had a car. He didn't have a car at first. So she was driving around. She was doing all of that. So I can't get mad. How am I get mad when I'm cheating too? But then she came and she told me. But I told y'all before and I'm a, listen. My free Garcelle was not ready for that one. Welcome to the team, player. Go get that light account, uh, light bill so we can give her this account number. Which bill are you taking and what set of kids? You taking the big ones or you taking the little ones? I suggest you take the little ones because you can buy more for your buck. Because the big ones, they wear big people sizes. And you, you, you're not ready for that. You, you're not boiling like that, mom. So, and you're not a mom. Like, she had no kids. So, how, how we doing this? That bitch was shocked. <laughs> like, she wasn't. She wasn't ready for that. Like, who the fuck? Yeah, ma. Like, what we doing? Because, see, I'm, I'm from the South, but I grew up in New York, too. So, ma, what we doing? I'm not going to sit out here and fight over some nigga. Uh, what bill you taking? Uh, how, how, what kids you taking? The school clothes and shit, summer clothes, pay for their summer, their camp shit. Which one you taking? Because, you know, you signing up for life. Welcome to the team. Welcome to the team, player three. So, she wasn't ready for that. Real talk. She was not ready for that. That bitch was heated. So... We had to sit down, come to an agreement, come to an understanding, learn each other, and see if it's worth saving. Because some marriages are not, some are. We knew we had a company, kids, we had all that shit to raise, we had to do some shit. And see, the part is, this is the part, and I, I learned this from Craig, right, from a dude perspective. See, the jump off seemed exciting. Right? Because you sneaking, you doing something and all of that. And they look like they with the shit. See, the jump-offs, the side pieces, they look like they with the shit. They look like it. But see, when shit hit the fan, for real, for real, 
My mother used to have a saying, when shit get too thick, motherfuckers know how to thin out. When you got a motherfucker that's in your corner, that saw your dirty ass, that wash your dirty drawers, that know you, nigga, know your scent, know you, and you ain't, you ain't, you ain't got the lie. You ain't got the lie, Craig. And now you meeting this jumbo. She cute for a little bit, but fall off. Fall off. When that nigga was hit with the feds, that bitch thinned out. When the smoke was clear, who was standing there? Me. Now y'all can say, oh, she dumb or whatever. That's my motherfucking husband. I'm like fucking uh, the president. It's cheaper to keep him. <laughs> like, bitch, you crazy? And look, I never regretted it. I traveled halfway around the world. I enjoyed it. My kids had a beautiful upbringing. And he died a beautiful death. Yeah, he had a heart attack, but he definitely lived a life. And we didn't have no secrets. He called me when he got his girl pregnant. He said, yo, you ain't got to hear from nobody. I'm having twins. And the sad part is he didn't even want his twins after me. But hey, but she didn't know. She found out. But... We was. Even he would pop up when I opened my shop. He popped up. He was like, come on. He still called me Miss Ford. He was like, come on, Miss Ford. You thought I wasn't going to celebrate with you? We would go out to lunch. We didn't screw. But we would go out to lunch and we'd just talk about life. And the shit we might have went through and all of that. And we would. And I remember the last time I saw him, I was going to apply for Medicaid in New York or something. And he was standing there. And he said, yo. Miss Ford. I said, yo, what you doing up here? He said, I'm going to plop for Medicare. I said, me too. Shit, New York bills is hot. Like, when you get a job in Atlanta, you know, shit, that, that medical is covered with your job. And you just pay a little, a little, 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 little something on the side, like $25, $30. Up here, these motherfuckers, them copays is like paying rent. Shit, you want 500 today, sir? You don't want a little bit? You don't need a side? You can't take an hour. You, I, a bitch can't say, bill me? You want your money today? Oh, now, that's when you know you're going to specialists and shit like that. So that lady, that nurse, black, she said, girl, go go, go apply for uh, Medicaid. I said, say no more. Say no more. So well, and it was funny because when I was up there, he was up there. He said, yo, Miss Ford, let's make a pact. If we ain't with somebody in about seven years, let's get married. I said, for real? He said, yeah, fuck it. He said, yo, we just get married again and just shock the world. But shit, we go somewhere. Let's go to Amsterdam or somewhere. I said, well, if I'm going anywhere, I'm going to Brazil. He said, fuck it, we can go there. He said, you know, we got passports. I said, yeah. He said, we can go there and we'll live happily ever after. Fuck this world. Fuck these people. I said, I got you, player. Seven years. When he died, it would have been almost seven. Almost seven. That, that, following, that following year would have been seven. <laughs> for real, real talk. Um, but you, you, you do, you have to come to an understanding. You have to own your stuff. And the one thing that I remember when I started on the spiritual journey, I remember when Craig told me, you know, you got to cover that up. People down here are not going to understand that. Like, nah, you know, motherfuckers going to think you crazy and all of that. But when that nigga started getting arrested, that motherfucker called me and Rachel and all of was on the phone, excuse me. He was like, yo, I can't go to jail. Oh, now you want us. And years later, he came and he said, which was the most beautiful thing he ever said to me. He said, I tried to keep you from the world, but your spirits wanted something that I know I couldn't hide. He said, and I, I had to, you know, share you with the world. 
He said it was hard because you was Madonna. You, well, he called me Maria. He was like, you were my Maria. So, you know, he said, and, and they, they tormented me until I had to own up to let you, you know, let the world have a part of you too. And I was standing in Jamaica religious when they was across the street. And I wanted to cry. I did. I wanted to cry because I remember when he used to always say, you know, do the spiritual stuff when nobody's around and do the card readings like far away from here because I don't want people to be thinking. And the more I hid, the more people would walk up to us and be like, hey, you read cards? When we was in Atlanta. Never forget that shit. And he used to, he used to get so angry. Like, I don't want you to do that. Even when I was living in the projects and people would come to the house and he used to be like, yo, stop. Like, nah, we ain't doing that. We ain't doing it. And it wasn't that he was scared of spirituality because he knew what his mom and them did. So it wasn't that, but it was just like, he just, he didn't want me to be, I guess, a part of that world or whatever. But he would try to hide it. But the more he tried to hide it, the more, I remember one time when he was like, can't nobody come here and get readings. I tell you no lie. Two weeks later, Craig got arrested. I was like, what the fuck for mistaken identity? For real. And I was like, yo, you got to stop. And then, you know, so it wasn't, I don't want you to ever think that, you know, marriages are perfect. We, we, we put in work. We put in work. And, you know, your side chicks, I understand that. I get it. I get it. You see, you see the finished product. You don't see the shit we go through. You see the finished product of what we already achieved and did and put our blood, sweat, and tears into each other. And you think that, oh, well, the finished product, I can jump in and get a free ride. No, nigga. Pay your fare just like everybody else. I remember when my brother's girl was cheating on him. I went down to the projects to this drug dealer. And I said, yo, you can have her. You can have her. Because, see, he didn't, he didn't understand. Right? Shout out to him. I love him. He ain't understand. He just thought, yo, I get the girl. No, that bitch got seven kids. So that's seven pairs of Jordans you buying. That's seven jeans. That's seven, all of that. Like, yo, she got seven kids. So my brother can step away. I, I, we ain't got no problem with that. You can have her. But know what she comes with, player? A lot of packages. So it ain't no, you get a free ride, and all you doing is get some pussy. Nah, player, you get the kids too. Have fun. That motherfucker walked away. He said, nah, I ain't think about that. Okay, then. Because don't come at my brother, because you thinking because some coochie might. You, player, you can have her. We ain't sitting here fighting for her. Shit, you can have her. See you later, sayonara. But she come with seven kids. Seven. Seven. So when you go in that crib, you're going to find snacks and shit for days. And guess what? She don't cook. Because that nigga the cook. That nigga the breadwinner. That nigga go out and hustle. She don't work. He makes sure he took care of everything. That bitch don't work. So you prepared to take that? Because, see, you looking at another man's uh, window, looking through their window in their house, and you thinking, oh, shit, this a mansion. Nah, player. <laughs> this shit, what? It may look like a mansion, but this your trailer. How you doing? How you doing? You better look at the foundation. He built around that shit. Nigga, this ain't no mansion. This is a trailer. She don't work. She don't cook. And she don't clean. He do all that. He signed up for that. But if you want to take that off his hand, trust and believe, he ain't got a problem with that. Go ahead. He said, what? No, the food that she giving you, that nigga cooked it. While he was at work, she feeding you the shit he cooked. She don't know how to cook? Player. But you got seven kids. So go ahead. Go ahead, player. Go ahead. That motherfucker stopped in his tracks. He said, yo, D, I'm out. Thank you. 
I said, your friends is going to sit here and get your ass in trouble, but you sure you ready to bite off that biscuit? You, you sure? Because it look fluffy. That motherfucker hard as brick, though, player. It's been sitting there for some years. Okay? And then you, let me tell you, because y'all know I'm, I'm ranchy when it comes to it, right? I said, that bitch pussy got mouths on it. So you ready to jump in that jalopy? Because you, you, you think you riding around in a Lambo, nigga. That's a jalopy. It looked like a Lambo. But when you pull the stick off, that's a jalopy. It got some miles on it. A lot. A lot. A lot. That, that, he got those parts from Pull Apart. If y'all got a car, you know what I'm talking about. He went in there and got some, got some pieces and Pull Apart and created this. Okay? Uh-uh. This, this built. This ain't born. This built, player. All right. Yeah, I did. I sure did. But y'all, y'all have to. You have to protect your home. You got to protect your family. You got to protect your kids. And the first one, the first one. That's why I love spirituality. It works for you first, you. But guess what? You got to be open for the healing. You can't say, "Yeah, I'm a healer," and you don't heal. Healing doesn't come with resistance. Healing doesn't come with, here, God, I'm going to give it to you. No, I'm going to take it back. No, no. You got to be willing and open to heal. And that means facing some fucked up things about your life and the shit you do. And when you know better, you do better. See, that's the reality of some shit. You got some dudes that, you know, some women are quick to say, nigga will always cheat. A nigga will always cheat. Well, let's look in the home and see why he going outside. Let, let's look. Let's look. I got a friend named Terrell, and if he listen, I love him. He cheated. You know why? He's like, yo, man, my wife don't suck dick. What? <laughs> okay, player. Nah, she, she said she ain't no spittle. She ain't a quitter. She ain't none of that. She don't do it. So that nigga went elsewhere because that was his fetish. And, that's, and I tell dudes as well as females. Like I said, I'm no relationship expert, but I deal with real life. Listen. Don't date someone. God bless the dad. My homeboy Barry used to say, I want to see you, not your representative. We're we going to lay this on the table. I'm going to let you know what I like sexually in bed. I'm feeling you, but that just might be a feeling. That might just be, damn, I'm looking at the outside interior. I don't know what's in the mental. I don't know what you care. I like sex. Okay. Well, I don't. Well, guess what? We're we not coming with an agreement because now I have to, I have to, put my shit on hold and, and cater to you. That's not a relationship. That's an ownership. So now you have to get to know your partner. This is where the dating doesn't have to open with sex. The dating, getting to know one another. Because when you know how many people I know that got married and they're just in there like, yo, I'm sorry I married this motherfucker. Like, we don't want to talk about the money. How do you see money? How do you view money? How do you deal with shit when, you know, shit start going the wrong way? Shit start going left. Do you clock out? Do you leave? Nigga, when you get mad, do you go and stay at your mother's house? Or we work this out. We get solutions. What are we doing here? Spirituality. What do you believe in? Are you open to other spiritual practices? Are you scared? Are you, if your family's all Christians and, you know, they, they can come over here and do an exorcist. Nah, we're not doing that. You're not the one for me. We can be friends, but we don't need to be in a relationship. People need to be honest with themselves. Stop trying to shack up with a motherfucker because you don't want your friends to think you lonely. You're not fucking lonely. You happy. And you know what you want. I'm just not going to pick the first fucking puppy in the window. No, this nigga might got worms. He look cute, but he might be sick. No. 
No. Do you fuck with condoms? Oh, I don't. What? How you putting your life in this nigga hands and you don't even know him? You know him for 25 years? No. Then how the fuck you trust him like that? Like, nah, ma, we not raw dogging it like that. No. And people don't want to talk about those things. Why? Because it's uncomfortable. No, it's not. Because you want to be out here looking like an ass, and then when you catch something or you be lost, now you ready to blame everybody. No, blame yourself. Hold that fucking mirror up to yourself. This is why I said spirituality teaches you. It teaches you about you, what you accept, what's no longer needed, things you've outgrown, things you need to work on, all of that. And it makes you face you. And that's why I love it. That's why I have a passion for it. Because I had to look at me, Donna, Ifa Bayo. I had to look at me. And I know I'm not totally where I need to be, but I'm definitely not where I used to be. I can walk in a room with all my enemies in there and still feel comfortable. Why? Bitch, you got the problem. I don't. I'm here. You, listen, you paid to get in this room. They paid me to come. We're not even on the same wavelength. Why I'm giving you energy? Nah, ma, we're not the same. We're not the same. I'm good. You stay over there. But don't come with the phony shit. Oh, my God, I love you. No, you don't. You don't like me. Stop. Ah, pause. Stop. Stop. Uh-uh. My mother taught us that when we was kids. I never forget. I was at a, a friend's party, Teresa and them party. And, you know, back then, Pam Houston and them was there. And I was like, I'm leaving. My mother turned my ass around. She said, you never leave nowhere. You make them motherfuckers uncomfortable and they leave. She said, you got my blood in you. I said, okay. And baby, I don't give a fuck where I'm at. If I was invited, I was invited. You asked to come. We not on the same wavelength at all. So I'm going to do what I need to do. Talk to everybody. Hey, hey, hey. And bitch, I'm going to skip you and I'm going to keep going. Motherfucker, you don't, you don't exist, papa. And I'm going on. I'm not going to join my day and all of that. I might laugh a little louder. I'm going to smile a little bigger. yes. Because I want you to see me. But I'm going to keep it going. Because why? You're not a factor. And when I get finished, I'll say my goodbyes and keep going. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to be sitting there miserable. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving you that. So y'all catch me tonight on uh, Facebook Live with T.T. Toya. I love you.